Welcome to the Quantum Feedback Podcast. I'm your host, Tino Beth, and join me as we embark upon a journey into exploring the bridge between science and spirituality, between the embodied state and the out-of-body state. And we explore the different dimensions, the different contextualizations, the stories that people have experienced in their out-of-body experiences. So let's dive in to this mini-series all about the phenomenon of being out of your body, of experiencing new depths and perceptions, new awareness and consciousness, and the new realizations that come as a result of seeing life, your life, and that around you from a whole new perspective. Welcome to the Quantum Feedback Podcast, episode number 22, part two of the out-of-body experience series. Near-death experiences, they happen before the out-of-body. So, yeah. the, 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 um, I don't know if you just want me to jump in, just get into yeah, what happened. Just well, tell me what happened. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, so, well, the first time that I had um, a near-death experience, it was the second time that I that I was doing snorkeling, and it was in Mexico. I used to live in Mexico before. I've only been here in the States for five years. And um, so it was the second time that we did snorkeling, and we were we were on the beach, and I decided to just swim far because I wanted to see what what was out there, you know. And um, it, we we had some some strong waves, and I noticed that I wasn't seeing anything. There was nothing to see because the waves were just really strong, and the current was strong, so they were just lifting a lot of sand from the bottom and they were not letting me see anything. So I decided to start swimming back to shore. But, you know, when, when, when you're swimming in the beach and you know that there's going to be a big wave because it pulls you first, right? Mm. And then it just push the fuck out of you to whatever the ocean wants to do with you. So I felt that and I immediately said, holy shit, I'm going to get pushed really hard. So that wave hit me hard and I couldn't see anything because it was so full of sand. Um, But then I noticed that it was clearing up and right to my left, there was a huge rock that I was going to hit. So the first thing that I did so I wouldn't hit the rock was just extend my left arm and then it cleared up and it was full of sea urchins. And those fuckers were freaking spiky as hell. So I ended up getting stabbed on my hand and I hit the rock with my 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 left side of my rib cage and I was in pain because those the the, the thorns were in, inside they punctured my skin and they went in my hand and then they broke and they have a toxin they don't kill you but they just cause a lot of pain mm. plus hitting the rock mm. so I started swallowing a lot of water and and I lost sense of direction. I didn't know what was up, what was down, what was left or right. So I didn't know where to swim. And I started just 
swallowing a lot of water and getting in panic mode. And, um, and then I don't know, for some reason, my, 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 my sense of survival kicked in and I know, and I remember telling myself, you know what, you're not dying today. You're not going to die today. So what I did is I started sinking into the bottom. And as soon as I was able to touch the bottom, I pushed myself all the way up out of the surface. And I, and I just, I grabbed as much, as much air as I could. And then I went all the way to the bottom again until I was able to calm myself. And in that moment, I remember feeling, you know, like a sense of, of calm because I felt like I was actually getting control of the whole situation, even though I was just getting tossed around by the rest of the waves that were coming. And, and I did that for a couple of times. And as soon as I was able to calm myself and bring my heart, my heart rate down, I started swimming back to shore. As soon as I was able to put my feet on the, on, on the floor, I was just screaming and yelling <laughs> at everyone. I'm like, fuck, I just hit a rock. <laughs> <laughs> no one understands what's going on for you. Yeah. And then, and then, um, the second time that happened that, um, that near death experience, I, I don't know. I was out drinking with my friends and for some reason I, I got an allergic reaction to some freaking juice, mm. some freaking, um, grape juice. And it wasn't the first time that I had grape juice and it just hasn't been the last time. And um, and I remember that we were just drinking some vodka with grape juice and we were just fooling around. And I started feeling my hands tingling and they were getting swollen. So I told my friend, you know, give me a ride back home. I need to take some allergy relief. I think I just grabbed some vine or something that is giving me some allergic reaction. Took me back home. I took some some allergy relief and I fell asleep for like 30 minutes. And I, I told my friend before, you know what, just go ahead, some fun. And if I wake up, I'll call you pick me up and then we'll continue partying. And um, I woke up and I had um, a rash from my lower belly and then my armpit. And I remember telling my mom, mom, you know what? I'm feeling weird. I don't think I'm getting enough oxygen. I, I'm, I'm struggling to breathe. And she's like, well, holy shit, we have to take it to the hospital. So I called my brother. I have two brothers. I called my older brother and and he said he was in the movie theater. He wasn't picking me up. <laughs> and then I called my younger brother and he didn't answer. So I called my friend and my friend, he was like, yeah, after five minutes, he was right there in front of my house. So we went to um, in Mexico. They have this kind of a public health insurance that as long as you're working, you have that kind of insurance. But if you're if you're unemployed, you can't get it. Mm. You have to pay for something that's private. And um, we went to that hospital for public insurance, for public health, uh, and, and it didn't take me in. They denied me service because I wasn't, I didn't have that kind of membership or card, mm. you know. So my mom got out of ER really pissed, and, um, and she said, fuck, we got to take him to another place. So my friend said, you know what, let's just go to another hospital, a private one. But in the meanwhile, I was in the back seat. I was falling asleep. I didn't feel any fear. Mm. I was feeling comfortable. You know, I wasn't getting enough oxygen. I don't know if that's how it feels when, 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 you know, when people have um, died because of um, carbon dioxide, they just fall asleep. They don't even feel it. Sometimes they just get like headaches or something like that. 
I don't know if that's the same thing, but I was just super chill. I remember telling my mom, you know what? It's all good. Don't even take me to the hospital. I'm just going to fall asleep here in the backseat. And she freaked out. <laughs> she said, don't fucking fall asleep because if you fall asleep, you're going to die. I'm like, no, mom, it's all right. Don't even worry about it. I'm just going to take a nap. And she's like, no, no, stay with me. Stay with me. And I was super calm. I wasn't panicking at all. And um, so they took me to um, to a private hospital. And the last thing I remember was trying to walk into the ER and just holding myself, just putting my hand against the wall because I was leaning. I couldn't even walk anymore. Mm. And they took me in and I woke up two or three hours later. And I don't even remember what if I had a dream or something after they gave me the medicine. But the doctor, when I woke up, my doctor was there. Uh, my dad was there. My mom was were there. And um, and the doctor said, how are you feeling? And I said, well, I feel like shit. Everything hurts. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we have to give you something strong because you were literally dying. Mm-hmm. And if it would have taken you five more minutes, we literally had to bring you back. Mm-hmm. We would have, but you yeah, were here wow. on time. Wow. I'm like, fuck, man. Fucking grape juice is killing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Like a so, real bad allergic reaction. Hey. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's, and it's, you know, it wasn't the first time that I had any grape juice in it. And it just hasn't been the last time. Mm. It was just that day that my body said, no, you were not having it today. And that's it. I the out of body experiences they happened after I had a back surgery. Mm. I had um four herniatic discs, so I couldn't walk anymore. Oh. And and because I used to be an Olympic weightlifter when I was in Mexico, and um I just procrastinated getting medical attention and, until it got to the point that I I just I was dragging my left leg because my my sciatic nerve was so messed up so so pinched that I, I just, in so, I was in so much pain and, and I just, I don't know. I procrastinated. I was putting up with the pain. I don't know why. Mm. So I went to see my friend, he's a doctor, he's an orthopedist. And, um, and he said, well, we need to, we need to do uh, an x-ray, then an MRI. So I ended up, long story short, they ended up doing surgery and he said, um, well, from now on, you're going to have to do um, either yoga or go to swimming classes or just swim. He said, no more high intense workouts, no, no, no high impact, no nothing like that. Because if it happens again, we're, we're really going to have to just open your whole spine, open your back and then just do some screws and whatnot. He said, because right now you were lucky. I mean, even though you had four herniatic discs and you were still able to walk, I don't know how the hell, but you, it wasn't that bad. Mm. So he recommended me to start doing yoga. And uh, I used to have an academy before. So it was a yoga teacher there. I used to take her classes. And one of the times that we finished our practice and we were doing um, Shavasana, the last part where you just lay down after the practice and... um, just meditate and you just melt into the floor and I was meditating I was really into it and um I remember opening my eyes and and I was at a at a convenience store 
And I was just walking there through the aisles, looking at people just there. And then for some reason, well, she she finished the uh, meditation part. She had a couple of um, bells. She rang the bell and it was like someone dropped me from, I don't know, I would say two or three feet. Bam, right on the floor. And I woke up and I was like, what the hell just happened? How did I get here? And how did I get over there? So fast. I don't, I don't, I, 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 and from then I've been trying to do the same thing and I haven't been able to, mm. I think I, I need to meditate more. The second time it happened, I was, um, I was doing Kundalini yoga in a class and Kind of the same thing happened, but in this this time, I didn't go anywhere. But I know because I saw myself laying down, and then I looked around and I saw the teacher and I saw the rest of the students, and then, <laughs> it was at a at a high school, and they used to have this metal door in the back area of the school where students could leave to go to their houses, and someone slammed the door so hard it made a lot of noise. It just shook me. And I felt the same thing. Like someone had dropped me from three feet high, boom, right on the floor. And I woke up and I said, fuck, I had, I did it again. And this idiot just slammed the door and it just brought me back. You know how sometimes you, you're dreaming and you feel that you're falling and you just wake suddenly up. Yeah. That's how it happened. That's how I felt. Yeah. I don't like, yeah. Um, prematurely, like, ripped you out of that experience yeah exactly exactly yeah Hmm. and in in one of your questions you ask if i have ever if i have ever written a book about it i don't think i ever thought about it every now and then i go to a buddhist temple to meditate because there's a lot of noise here in my apartment and you can hear the train you can hear the cops driving by there's there's a lot of noise here so i i can't I need silence and, and, and I know that part of meditating is also um, accepting and forgetting about what's around you and surrounding you, all the noises and everything. Mm. But for some reason, I can't completely disconnect if I'm not in full silence. Yeah. yeah. So I've been trying to do that and I just I haven't been able to. What was the effect like on, you know, like your sense of self after you had, say, that first out-of-body experience when you're, you know, like walking around in a, um, you know, like a, a shop or whatever, and you can't, like, your sense of self as you came back, we like, you know, eye-opening experience of the possibility of you being able to, you know, like call it astral travel or call it, call it whatever you want, but how was that? You know, how did that have a ripple effect in your life after that in terms of, you know, like broadening your perspective and your awareness of what what this dimension, you know, what this 3D dimension of life is? Yeah, um, good question. Um, it, it, it opened my eyes to realize that there's more to just this. Mm. Just more, you know, it's it's. And, and, and I've always been a very true believer of um, vibration and that we're all energy. We just vibrate. So if you, if you get along with someone, it means that you're in a certain frequency with that person. So I, 
it, it just confirmed that my my ideas are somehow true because I felt that I vibrated in a different level mm. because it was I was able to leave this this vessel that we are this body and 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 just go somewhere else without being there physically mm. and um i've been I've, I've 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 told people before you know i'll try to look for you in my dreams i'll try to be there in my dreams and it's something that it's just in it's in there in my mind and even though sometimes i can do it or maybe i think that i can do it maybe i'm there and it's funny because now that i'm mentioning this i had a dream the other day and it was freaking weird and it just like it shook me all day i had a dream that I was somewhere in the house and I was about to take a shower. And um I didn't I didn't see it. there was some some wires that were connected to the power on the floor and they got wet. Hmm. So unfortunately I stepped on one of them and I got electrocuted. But the interesting thing about it is that that person that was me because he had the same name, he he looked the same as me and everything. When when he literally died in his last breath, I woke up. And to me, that was like, holy fuck, did I just witness myself dying in another timeline? So the rest of the day, that day, I was questioning everything. Mm. Everything, everything. I was at work and I was thinking, Fuck, am I really dealing with real people? Am I fucking real? What the hell am I doing here? Why am I doing this? Is it is is this all worth it? Or do I have to do something else? Who the hell was that person? If it was me, what happened to him? Hmm. And if it wasn't me, who the hell he was? Hmm. What was the message behind that? I don't know. Some a friend of mine told me, you know what, you need to accept it and you just need to let it go. Wish him the best. And he served his purpose and he just gave you the opportunity to see his last moment yeah. before he passed away. And now maybe he's part of you. Yeah. And you got to experience what it would be like to go from a body, not your body, dying and into back to your body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> To wherever that was, if it was me, then I died somewhere else, and I just came back here. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it energetic, um, you know, holographic projection of a of a being of a body, and you can you know partake in their experience in your dreamscape and learn, you know, learn through them. I guess exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was one of my questions too. Um, is it that when we dream, are we somewhere else? Or is it just our bodies and our brain just working and giving us, you know, images, just random images? Or uh, is there more to it? Well, I think we both you know. know the answer to that, don't we? Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I want to believe and I do believe that there's more to just this little blue planet here. There's got to be more. 
There's definitely more. There's more levels than just what we get to see. There's more to that. Yeah. You know, so very, uh, very interesting. Yeah, it is so fascinating. And um, I don't even know what to say right now. It's so, um, so um, yeah, first of all, I'm so grateful to be able to, you know, hear your story, hear your experiences and to try and like weed, you know, like weed through the, you know, the noise and pick up on the a common narrative on a, on a thread to, you know, A, understand how this all works and B, you know, maybe give us more capabilities to be able to use this this part of who we are, this part of, you know, our body and our spiritual extension of our body to yeah. learn, to learn, you know, to accelerate our ability to learn through, you know, going, you know, into these experiences and, and you know, and creating our own realities in that way and, and, and learning through that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, fascinating. Um, I guess if I have any questions, follow up from that. After, after my um, near-death experiences, I, for some reason, I stopped having fear of death. I've been in situations where, I don't know, my whole adrenaline has kicked in because one time I got robbed at gunpoint inside, from inside my car and I defended myself and my survival skill was just like, beat the crap out of this person. I wasn't feeling fear. Yeah. But after everything ended, a couple of days later, I did get a lot of fear um, getting into my car. For some reason, and I had nightmares for like five, six days in a row. Yeah, wow. like someone was was going to try to rob me at gunpoint again. But I overcome that, and I don't know. I don't feel any fear of dying anymore. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So Eric, if you were gonna, um, you know, have another out of body experience, what what are you what what's your where would you go and what would you do? You know, I don't know if I have control over that. I don't know if I could say if I'm able to do it again, then I would decide to go a uh, place in specific. I would just enjoy it as it happens. Mm. You know, if it happens and I'm here around the neighborhood or if I wake up in Dubai, shit, I'll welcome it. <laughs> you know, just to name a place. Yeah, awesome. And, and if it's um, just two blocks away from here. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. And what's what is it that you know, like coming full circle, um, you know, and you realizing that there's got to be more out there than you know, than this reality and you've had this whole life change which is, you know, from being, you know, a weightlifter and all these different experiences. What is this all coming together? within you to do like what's what what's the feeling what's the calling that you're getting to to go out and create or do something different or what does that look like for you i think that it, it has helped me um in my life to become a better person not just myself but to try to make this a better place for all of us to try to show people that maybe a lot of things that happen 
they're not worth our time. Mm. You know, there's more things that are worth a smile than a lot of the things that we just put attention on that are just not, they don't, they really don't matter at all, you know, and try to share with people and try to help people as much as I can and, and give more of myself to, to, to help everyone that it's, I don't know, that it's in my reach. Mm. You know, you can call it whatever. I mean, feeding a person, a homeless person, or, or offering my help to someone, even if I don't get anything in return. You know, I told my friend um, the other day that, that um, sometimes I even feel that I'm not from here. Mm. And in some cases, I even feel that I came to this planet to fulfill a purpose that I have that I forgot. I don't know where the hell I landed my ship. I forgot about it. And I'm just stuck here until I find it. And in the meanwhile, I'll just try to do the best as I can. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, love your, love I mean, your vision. Love your, your perspective on life, man. It's, um, it's truly like a blessing to have that and to go humbly forward, not knowing you know what's going to happen and then it will arise i believe it will arrive yeah 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 learn as much as you can uh give as much as you can and try to help people be happy hmm. you know yeah just keep showing up yeah exactly keep showing up <laughs> keep showing up <laughs> So I'm always looking and I'm always open to hearing these stories and learning and gaining the insights of the mythical out-of-body experience. So if you've had an out-of-body experience that you'd love to share with me and with the rest of the world for that matter, hit me up on Instagram at Quantum Feedback and just direct message me, say out-of-body experience, and that way we can... You know, we can book in a time, we can connect, and I love to hear your story, and I love to share that with the world. 